0: Dark times call for darker films. Today we're talking about the return of Film Noir. I'm Britt, he's Chase, and this is A Furious Curious. All right, Chase, how you doing? Yes. So dark
1: and good. So dark.
0: So dark. <laughs> so yeah, like. We were, this was kind of on my mind, and then you and I were chilling at a baseball game last week, and we were like starting to talk about this, and we're like, yeah, we should should just, we need to do that, because I think I had sent you some articles, you had sent me some articles, and it was clear that like there was a return to this style of film noir, and so what we'll get into today is, one, uh, we won't assume that everybody knows what film noir is we'll try to maybe unpack why it was popular then and kind of its basic historicity and how it came to be. And then the more furious, curious attribute to this would be, why is it coming back now? What What is attracting people to the genre of film noir again? So I'm curious first, before we get into all that, what got, what got you into the genre? Cause it was kind of a great, like kind of a nice surprise that you and I were like, I was like, wait, I like film noir. And you're like, wait, I, li- I like film noir. So anyway, <laughs> I'm just kind of curious how you got into it.
1: So if we back up a bit yeah, to the baseball up. game, when yeah, you brought up yeah. double indemnity. Oh, um, that's right. That, that was actually a movie I saw all the way back in undergrad when I took uh, a bunch of film classes. Um, and that was sort of my entry point into the genre. And I remember watching that in class and that that like, one of the staples of this genre is it's got all these great lines that are as cheesy as they are good. <laughs> um, and that movie is just full of them. And people in class were like audibly laughing at uh, a lot of like the, the lines from that movie. And I, I think I recited one too. It's a pretty simple line, but it's like, you know, the, the two main characters make out and, and he just goes, and the guy goes, I'm crazy about you, baby. And it's just said <laughs> <laughs> with, with such earnestness. And it's so cheesy that you have to laugh. And like, it's just, I don't know, it's, there's something like, you know, and that's like a classic noir film. Um, one of like, if they were to rank 10, that would be in the top 10 somewhere. Mm-hmm. Um, so it's, it's a, you know, it's, it's a, for me, it's been a genre. I've always like, simultaneously laughed at but also like deeply appreciated
0: you know it's funny i was i used to like it but i didn't know what it was like i loved dark films that were in the 40s you know and and it wasn't until recently a good friend got me into it who uh i do a little film club thing over zoom like um yeah it's super fun where's the invite where's yeah i i maybe we talked about this before we got to get you in on this because it we 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 watch a lot of film noirs as of recent and i'm kind of just the a passenger in this ride uh my friend my really good friend my one of my oldest friends of all time actually um who lives in new york city is a huge film noir fan in fact probably at some point in the next two years or so We'll do a little mini series on it and get you and him on that too. But like, he kind of got me into it. And then I just like, I went from one to another, you know, I had this weird kind of millennial thing where I was like, Oh, I don't like old films are boring or whatever. And then he mm-hmm. just kind of shattered that for me. And so that's where I really got into this. And like every single one, I was like, okay, when are we going to watch the next one? When are we going to watch the next one? So (laughs) I just got really into it. And like, you know, like I said, we could do a a whole podcast mini series on that, which I think we should do, but sure. So for people who don't necessarily know, you know, what is a film noir? And I think there's, there's also a lot of debate as to what it is and what it isn't. And we're not here to put a stake in the ground and, and do that. I think we'll refer to what other people have said about it. And my, my vibe is like, it, it centers around the themes of like urban isolation and paranoia and moral ambiguity. I've, I noticed a lot, a lot of the time it's like crime doesn't pay, you know, like they try to do something and it doesn't pay. And the woman there's, there, there's a lot of the time there's a woman who's kind of the corrupter, or you can even say the, the femme fatale. So that's, it seems to be the primary pieces of that you had. You had a, a quote here uh, for the what? You want to read that one?
1: Yeah. So uh, there's this article I read from the Hollywood Reporter um, that blamed, or not blamed. Sorry, uh, was citing the pretty much the <clears throat> the Europeans fleeing Nazi Germany. Um, right. coming to america and started making all these films so there's a lot of there's a lot of german influence but mm-hmm. by and large it's like a european influence film genre but they came and were making all these films with all these dark shadows and like and characters who were deceitful and after things that were bad for them and they had there was a little bit of moral ambiguity as i think you might have cited before mm-hmm. can't remember if that was on or off air but there was a french film critic Quidic, critic critic uh, <laughs> you know is a Dwarf is a french word so uh <laughs> yeah. he coined the term apparently uh at least according to this hollywood reporter article um it's usually credited to this french french film critic um and screenwriter nino frank who in 1946 derived it from the black crime fiction of marcel duhamel Sire noir mm. publishing imprint which, you know, I should have looked up to see what siré is, uh, but I believe it's probably just a set of detective novels. So, um, and mm-hmm. uh, yeah, detectives are a, our main theme in a lot of noir type stuff. So, doesn't mean yeah. it has to be a detective story, but that's definitely a, a throughput. Line and a lot of this noir stuff
0: or crime yeah for sure Alyssa miller at nofilmschool.com she had i thought a really good one and that kind of sums up kind of what you just said it's influenced by german expressionism film noir has been used to show a cynical outlook on life since the 1930s these quote black films end quote are stylized by this sarah scoro uh lighting which i think means um like the effective contrast of light and shadow created by light falling unevenly or from like a um, particular direction of something like, like you were saying um, right. expressionistic sets and this quote, hard-boiled detective, uh, who's more, whose morality, like we said, is ambiguous films are characterized by the rejection of, uh, sentimental, sentimental human humans. So I thought that was kind of an interesting one. Um, also kind of simultaneously and we'll get to this towards the end these kind of quote new dark films where they call it at the time uh were influenced by the art deco movement of the 30s and focused on themes of alienations like we said revenge paranoia highlighting the anxiety of a film of the film's time which resonated with audiences after world war ii which we'll get into so at the time it wasn't called film noir it was almost it was almost after the fact it's almost like there's certain musical genres like shoegaze for example nobody called yeah. it shoegaze while shoegaze was happening and it was almost a retrospective label on that might be a good thing though because typically
1: these oh, genres yeah. don't like being labeled as such like no. any of the grunge bands from the 90s hated the word grunge, grunge so. right right
0: <laughs> and i think so The what's interesting is this you you had that article about you know this was kind of uh, And and my, my friend told me this a lot of movies back then you had the a movie and then the b movie Right. You had the feature and then you had the movie after that. And the movie after that was like, maybe if the family stuck around, but it was typically for the, you know, for the later night, night people, night people, whatever, whatever that means. The late night, the night night owls, night hawks, night hawks, hawks. taste for later. Yes. Taste taste for later. Yes. But they didn't really know the, the American critics, like you said, didn't know what to call it. And so it was a little bit, you know, obviously darker. This was, this was a disturbing turn in Hollywood cinema. It was actually popular. This kind of threatened to alienate the family audience you know, like we said, there was moral ambiguity, you know, this was kind of, these were darker films, but they were pop, they were becoming popular. And one thing I realized, and I was told this, um, the reason the whole style came out of, The fact that they were in fact low budget so that you know that real stark shadow expressionistic um, idea or or what we called um what was that term um sierra sierra scoro this kind of dramatic lighting effect it was because they actually didn't have the budget for uh fully furnished scene staging they could they didn't so they they could only use kind of a a section of an apartment or something like that and they so they had to kind of use Light or lack thereof to kind of mask out or to kind of not show like the full the full set of of a film set because they didn't have the budget to furnish the whole thing. Have you heard of that before?
1: I would say that it does make a lot of sense because if we were talking about a time period, and just to put a label on time period, you know, it's pretty much yeah. the the nineteen forties. Noir, right. noir purists yep. will say that the film noir ended in like the early fifties, but. Mm-hmm. You know, the, these guys coming over from, I mean, li- literally a lot of them are, are German immigrants who kind of yeah. perpetuated the genre. Like, well, big name is Otto Preminger, who mm-hmm. um, comes up in a lot of films. You know, he probably just didn't have a lot of money to make movies when he first got his, got his start. So right. that that sort of checks out that he would be filming on some low budget set.
0: So limitations actually can be an advantage. That's what, that's what That's the creative lesson I've come to learn in many different things create, you know, a, a, your limitation is actually can be your advantage. And in this case, it, oh, it, totally. it the style, so, yeah. um, probably the this, last,
1: like yeah. last film style that was invented actually,
0: before we get into the reasons why, like there are other genres that like had their day that have kind of come back, right? Like, like, uh, let me think like Westerns, they had their day. Maybe they keep coming back. Screwball comedies never really fully came back yeah musicals i feel like have had a comeback we could even do a, yeah, oh yeah absolutely you know, like i'm thinking like in the heights west side story, west side story. tick tick tick, boom. tick tick boom or
1: whatever i don't know how yeah. many ticks there are but
0: <laughs> so they kind of they, they kind of honor the classics that came came before them like singing in the rain etc i mean i don't know a lot of old musicals rain. yeah my my wife loves that one i still have not seen the full one i i was kind of like as she was watching it she was watching it for a film class and i was like peeking mm-hmm. in and i was like oh that's so sweet and cool and choreographed
1: now, taking it yeah. taking it back to advertising when i was studying this industry as a, as a young lad there mm-hmm. was a uh volkswagen commercial that came out of sweden somewhere um some agency where they did like a remix version of the famous dance scene from singing in the rain
0: mm-hmm. definitely
1: Definitely recommend YouTubing that. It's pretty fun.
0: That's cool. Do you remember what, what the spot was called?
1: I'm sure if you just Google Volkswagen, singing in the rain, you'll find oh, okay. it. okay. The, Got uh, it. the uh, effects might look a little dated, but the concept was fun. That's cool.
0: So clearly like, noir is back and you know i know in the past we've done like five reasons why and i think we've either we've never really committed to five reasons and i think now it's more like what are the you know what are the top reasons and that could be four that could be two that could be three that could be six sometimes this one felt to me very there's very two clear reasons why that this uh, is an attractive uh, film genre again. And I think one, uh, the world is a scary place again. And so currently like, you know, there's a lot of uncertainty, clearly the pandemic, the military conflict that has evolved, political divisions. And so you think about that and noir came, first came to prominence in like the early 1940s, right? The world was kind of in a similar state mm-hmm. of upheaval right they had just come out of the great depression there was a global war world war ii um, there was the holocaust happening pearl harbor was attacked so suddenly nowhere actually seemed to safe and then the rise of political extremes like fascism communism the third reich for example and so for some reason there's a lot of parallel we haven't had, you know, a, a European military conflict, for example. You know, we, we're just coming out of and still perhaps in some pretty robust uncertainty. So, some mm-hmm. that makes sense. Then, if we are kind of as a collective consciousness now, art reflects that, art responds to that, and and so that that's what we're seeing here. Do you have any thoughts on that? Yeah,
1: these these genres evolve and they they sort of take on new life and and then sort of have new uh new inventions that add new elements so um not i didn't mean to turn this into a segue as i was saying it but now that i am talking out loud you know there's a lot of intel on there on the neon noir which has been sort of around for a while as a genre yep um and those films keep popping up um i think you know they they are symptomatic of definitely dark times for sure. Um, you got these, who was I reading one of those articles where, where people, people almost imagine this world that's way worse than the world that they currently live in. So they just, just right. see this, these people make poor decisions and, and get themselves into trouble, um, that, you know, that they're never really going to encounter in their lifetime.
0: Well, there's two things there. One, neon noir is a interesting subgenre. drive, so one thief blade runner, they can be kind of borderline dystopian. But the other thing you alluded to is like leads to my next reason why when the world gets dark, we go dark. And so what's interesting is like at face value, I'm like, wait, what shouldn't it be the opposite when the world is so unstable? Why would we, wouldn't it, wouldn't we want to look for something more saccharine, something more optimistic perhaps, but so mm-hmm. what's interesting is like back in the, and there was that, but back in the forties and fifties, there were escapist films, like, like we were saying, screwball comedies, like bringing a baby, which is also on my list for my film club. But we haven't seen that yet. Palm beach mm-hmm. story, which I have not seen singing in the rain. Like we mentioned, You know, those were like fun, you know, those were fun. Those were escapist in a world of uncertainty. This provided some comic relief. Right. But also like what you're alluding to is like, right. Exactly this. It's like in these terrifying times, some people find solace in a world that's actually just as dark or darker and more depressing Mm -hmm. than their own. And it makes us like, wow, my life isn't so bad, actually, like being tied up in crime and having this kind of eternal um, despair geez, actually, my life's actually not that bad. Um, and this it is kind of is where art films come in. So that's interesting. I just find that I find that little, interesting. Yeah.
1: Yeah. It's a little perspective, actually. So yeah. I mean, it's a personal tidbit from my life. When I moved to, uh, to LA right after college, I remember being a little lonely. I didn't know anyone down there. And I uh, lived close to the Venice Beach Boardwalk and I would go for walks out there. And uh, you know, if you know anything about the Venice Beach Boardwalk, there's all sorts of characters running around. I, I take a look around and I think to myself, maybe I don't have it so bad.
0: So. <laughs> Did you ever <laughs> run into that guy who's like a tr- who dresses up like a tree?
1: No, I oh. thought you were going to mention <sighs> the guy who is on oh. rollerblades and plays his guitar with an amp on his back. Cause that guy's oh, that, awesome.
0: That's amazing. Yeah. It's that like
1: Harry, Harry, har- 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 car-, car-, car, or something like that. Go oh, on. Got it.
0: No, I was going to say, I remember this guy just had, um, he was like a, dressed up as a tree on stilts and he had like neon green eye contacts and it was it was quite it was quite a disturbing tree it wasn't like oh that's cute it was quite disturbing
1: so um, yeah was was it better or worse than the stanford tree
0: oh much much more sinister (laughs) that's funny um so i know i keep referencing this collider article but uh grace Carb- carbone i think guess how you say her name she she talks more about this kind of second reason why film noir quote film noir focuses on the dark underbelly of the world gangsters crime people with mo- few morals and little hope and by watching these stories with their pessimistic worldview and bleak endings people can leave with a sense of hope because surely uh, the world that they're living in isn't that bad, kind of what you were alluding to before. And people can feel seen on screen, their own feelings of anxiety and alienation, loneliness, isolation can be reflected back at them. So I think that's kind of, I think that encapsulates it really, really wonderfully. Um,
1: Well, one exercise is to you know, have you seen Nightmare Alley the the movie that that just came no, out? Nope, have not.
0: Have you? So I'll try.
1: I'll, yeah, I'll try to avoid spoilers here. But just thinking about it broadly, it's, like it's a
0: remake, right?
1: Yeah, it is. Yeah, okay. but it's a story about a, a grifter um, who mm-hmm. kind of just gets deeper and deeper into schemes, and pretty soon he's you know in pretty much a dangerous life, and he's endangering people around him. Um. Your normal person, you or I, are not going to get involved with that kind of stuff. So there's some sort of perspective you get from watching somebody go through this transition or not transition, but journey where you're like, oh, I'm not going to make these bad decisions.
0: (laughs) Right. Crime don't pay, baby. Crime don't pay. <laughs> I think all you gotta say is "baby." And gosh, Zoom, you're back. You're you're in you're in a film noir in the 1940s. <laughs> no, it's true. I, and it this is all like pointing to why I think it, it it feels perfectly suited. I mean, even me, like I got into this recently, so I'm I'm a I'm a case study in this. Why noir is kind of perfectly suited to you know to pick up where we left off. Uh, in its last golden age which is which is in the 40s so what we've kind of touched on in different we we talked about it in the reoccurring 90s actually just a hyperlink to the, the the last episode we did is that history repeats itself i know that sounds kind of mm. corny to say but it does you know different versions of the same thing happen and i think that's why perhaps we're we're attracted to this uh this genre um and this sentiment again right so famous noir films, you, you sent me that top hundred. I've only scratched the surface of those. What are some of your favorites, you know, off the bat?
1: So Double Indemnity was already mentioned. Yeah. Uh, Orson Welles, uh, who, <clears throat> and it's almost a cheat to mention his name because he's Orson Welles, but uh, A Touch of Evil was has always been one of my favorite movies ever. Mm-hmm. Uh, mm-hmm a newer noir uh i say newer but it's from like 1974 chinatown was always one of my favorite movies Mm -hmm. Uh, it's a roman polanski movie uh i was just reading an article i didn't even realize this was technically a noir film but uh the night of the hunter is Mm. is an movie is awesome and Mm. uh it is technically a noir film um so those are a couple of the top of my head that I really liked. And of course, third man, which Orson Welles acted in, but he, he wasn't actually in and, uh, maybe i will set it up for a tease for later, but, uh, I'd never seen this movie, but I've read the book. The big sleep is another big. Noir yeah. That film. was,
0: that was like, I think on your list, one of the, like that, that top hundred, like that, that was one of the top mm-hmm. ones woman in the window. I haven't seen, I'd like to see, um, citizen kane evidently some people think it's a noir some people don't think it is um
1: i would i would fall on the side of not personally
0: (laughs) what about have you seen gun crazy that was a that was more of an obscure one that i recently saw no no that's a good one um zodiac considered a noir. yeah totally confidential considered a noir absolutely the big lebowski uh Cynical Westerns, for example, no country for old men, who frame Roger. Yeah. Well, yeah, that that's one. Who frame Roger, who framed Rabbit Roger. Yeah, that's absolutely. A, yeah. Uh, that, and yeah. That is
1: I uh, that is one of the most underrated movies ever. I will I will <laughs> die on that hill. I will die on that hill. I gotta watch that again. And uh and um that 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 director's career, Bob zemeckis a lot of people give him a lot of grief, but the guy just the guy just makes winners. That's all he does makes yeah. blockbuster films
0: um would dick tracy be a new R?
1: yeah totally okay yeah well here's another one here's another one on this 100 list that you is i would i would qualify as a must see it's it's not super high it's 23 on this list which is by pace magazine which is a pretty respected film industry mag but um stanley kubrick's early movie the killing from 1956 uh, mm-hmm. gotta check gotta check that out. It's, okay it's pretty awesome and it's uh definitely definitely is a movie that quentin tarantino probably saw once or twice
0: gotcha so then that takes us to um current films so i think this this starts to touch on why we're starting to see this kind of this sentiment and some of these films come back nightmare alley was nominated mm-hmm. for four Academy Awards, including Best Picture. That's recent. The Batman yep. is currently the biggest movie in the world as we record this. Nightmare Alley is a is a gifter who cons his way from homelessness to great success, but keeps conning mm-hmm. himself into more and more dangerous situations, i.e., crime don't pay. That's with Bradley Cooper and actually yeah,
1: there's Kate Blanchett.
0: There's Kate Blanchett, a, who's I was trying to remember. Yeah,
1: that's Guillermo del Toro. He uh, is a very oh, yeah. famous director, so so he'll, he'll attract a crowd for sure.
0: The Batman, Matt Reeves did that one. It's a detective mm-hmm. noir film. Um, it's a classic take on a, the DC superhero. All the villains are very realistic, which I think makes it feel very noir compared to maybe some of the other... Uh, Batman uh, interpretations, maybe even closer. It's maybe the closest one would be maybe Batman, like the um, the Tim Burton. Nolan ones? No, Tim Burton. Oh, uh,
1: you think it's closer to Tim Burton?
0: All right. Well, I'm saying like people called that a noir. I don't know if that's true. I, again, th- these are these are kind of fluid right. terms, but I feel like yeah. it was very faithful to the comics and very. F- in my opinion, stylistically, the most noir of of uh, all the Batman films. We we won't give any spoilers away, but uh, I really liked it. So yeah, um, I'm still trying to make sp-
1: my way through it.
0: <laughs> yeah, it's a three hour film. It's like yeah, three,
1: it's three hours.
0: <laughs> yeah, um, there's some smaller noirs that are recent. I'm Your Woman that was critically acclaimed. That's from uh-huh. 2020. The Card mm-hmm. Counter no sudden move um I don't that's awesome that's an awesome movie oh no sudden move
1: yeah that's a great cool. film okay it's quick and it's quick and easy to get through gotcha and it's uh, easy to digest it's it's it probably was you know Soderbergh just cranks out these movies nowadays even though he said he was retired a bunch of years ago but uh nah. it's it's pretty satisfying that
0: one i have to say that's good to know all right i'm gonna put that on my list here then there's some crossover ones some less traditional ones that in the way we would understand mm-hmm. uh noir's according to i think it was collider uh hell or high water which i've seen mm-hmm. that's yeah that one's it. great yep that's a good one i i actually that no country for old men like i love the dark cynical westerns um yeah, yeah totally sorts. um you were never really there. I have not Amazing. seen. Amazing. Oh, boy, movie. okay. This is good, man. These, these are bubbling so, up on the top of my list. Then Uncut Gems was the other one. But yeah.
1: yeah. Yeah. So those two movies actually share a lot of the same DNA, I would say, in just the way that they look. Mm-hmm. Um, two, two very different directors. One is the Safdie brothers who did Uncut Gems. And they have this like frenetic pacing in their movies. Mm-hmm. And a lot of mm-hmm. people watch that and think, and like their comment is, like, I felt like I was going to have a heart check. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and then you never you were never really here it was actually a scottish uh, director uh, this woman named lynn ramsey and in, in a way she um like the safty brothers like have their thing they have their style of making movies been in a way with you were never really here she sort of out Safdies the safties if that makes mm-hmm. any sense mm-hmm. she she, um, she she probably came to these Decisions on her own, but it very much looks like a Safety brothers movie, but it's, it's like better than, than Safdie brothers movie, in my opinion. Anyway.
0: So no sudden move and you are never really there are high recos on your list. And I would
1: say you're never really here. It's, 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 it's a very dark really film. Um, Got it. so there's, there's some violent scenes, but she does a good mm-hmm. job of not like showing you the full scope of the violence. It's kind of like you see the moment right before and right after. Um,
0: that's kind of like classic so,
1: noir yeah yeah um so you know if you're averse to that like my wife is like you might be able Me to too. handle it but sure but uh you know you might not but i i would i would argue that that's uh like of the bunch you just mentioned maybe have some competition with hell or high water but of the bunch you just mentioned that's probably the my favorite movie i've seen um of gotcha. those
0: you had dropped a, a little teaser about you know, if we can maybe talk about, was there anything else before I moved to the paintings, before we move into to still art and, and what, how noir is kind of reflected in that term?
1: No, but I, I kind of want to find an opportunity in my life where I can say the phrase, is
0: there anything else before we move to the paintings? <laughs> <laughs> is there anything else before we move to the paintings? Yeah. So I have a whole Pinterest board of art deco are uh, the, the poster the new Art posters alone in my opinion yeah are yeah. their own art genre advertising totally. genre right I love them I can't get enough of them I'm probably one of the few males uh who use Pinterest perhaps
1: <laughs> I was I gonna love, make a joke but I didn't
0: so I love Pinterest Uh, I love Pinterest for a lot of different reasons. One of those reasons is I love to collect uh, paintings on Pinterest because if I had to buy them all, I'd be broke. So film noir posters are amazing. Super cool. I love that. And then even the kind of the interpretations of just noir with that real stark lighting, very like angular graphics. I love that. And then there's this kind of other expression, which we talked about, and that's the man himself, Edward Hopper, right? Right. A lot of people think, you know, he's kind of the, what, what they call new realism or American realism. He captures mm-hmm. these moments of, of the same sentiments, loneliness, isolation, urban isolation, specifically sometimes. Um, a lot of people have called him the painter of the pandemic. You know, and we're talking about, you know, his, his most prolific piece, I would say is probably Nighthawks, right? Yeah. Yeah. Great, great one. Wonderful. I can't get enough of it. I can't so, not, not look at it. Yeah.
1: So, um, many years ago, um, back when I used to live in New York, <clears throat> they would have these like, kind of like paint by squares classes where you could like bring booze and, and a teacher would, would have you paint. Um, they they kind of had it in squares, or you, you sort of it sort of cheated. So like one of the, the the one I went to was Edward Hopper painting, and it mm. was the simplest looking picture of like a house on a seaside cliff, and it was so hard for me to paint, even oh, though really? half the work was done for me.
0: <laughs> so
1: yeah. hard. It just gave me so much more respect for him as a as yeah. an artist. Um, even mm. though I already had a lot of respect because I. Had at, at that time recently seen a bunch of his work in a museum out in Europe, um, so I really like his stuff for sure.
0: I think that's called House by the Sea or Home by the Sea. That's one of the titles. I, I think that's what. Yeah,
1: I, I can't remember. I think I threw it away out of shame.
0: Got it. <laughs> <laughs> Smash the Hun, a uh, a very earlier work of his, is one of my favorites too. It's from like nineteen. 19- Nineteen nineteen or something like that. That's okay. a beautiful one. His use of yeah, his loose of his use of light and shadow, you know, effects you know have been compared to the to to film noir. That's why we're, we're kind of making this parallel with him.
1: Yeah, absolutely. Well, I should say a little bit of a tangent here, but yeah, I, I keep talking about the lighting, and that is one of the elements that really drew me into this genre from the beginning. I remember years ago, just yeah, watching these movies and it it just seemed like all these shots and all these scenes just look so much cooler than everything else that we were watching
0: (laughs) so Mm -hmm.
1: no there's like a there's a visually pleasing element to uh the use of shadow within the genre
0: yeah the use of light yeah so these are the reasons why we think noir is making a comeback the world is a scary place again and when the world gets dark and scary We actually get dark and scary because we realize that film noir or the circumstances of others may actually make our lives feel more optimistic and hopeful uh, when we watch uh, a film that is potentially hopeless. So those are the two reasons today why we think noir is making a comeback. Well, I was going to throw out
1: a author that I liked that was definitely gravitated towards um, after my affinity for the genre was... This detective writer from the 40s and 50s named um, Raymond Chandler, who wrote all these LA detective stories um, and a lot of noir elements within that literature. And I just, I just was, I just loved reading the books. They're super easy to read. Um, and, it, it, you know, you're, God, there's a lot of faults behind them. The, the, the plot holes are like huge um, and the stories don't always make sense. But Every once in a while he'd slip in some like really killer line. So mm-hmm. it just kinda it just kinda made made it worth it because you just were able to find these little nuggets. Um but definitely the the core elements of a lot of the core elements of the genre were there where you gotta got a detective out trying to find solve a mystery and he gets involved with some lady who uh, is a, a little bit evil and she sort of tricks him. And yeah, it's just, it's, it's, it's all part of the, the genre.
0: Yeah. yeah. You know, it, it's interesting. The, the noir, you, you bring up a good point. The new art genre, there's always like one killer, at least one killer line despite, despite the kind of retrospective, Earnestness of, you know, we got to get out of here, baby, you know, stuff like that. There's usually like one killer line. Cause I remember I, I would take notes. And there's always one like tip of the spear line that really paramounts the whole film. I was just, what comes to mind, I remember Double Indemnity, I think has a few. Um, I forget mm-hmm. them offhand. There's another film called Brute Force. I don't know if that's considered, I would consider that a noir. Well,
1: I mean, Chinatown has one of the best movie quotes of all time, which is "Forget it, Jake. It's Chinatown." That's definitely a noir movie.
0: (laughs) So short and sweet. That's why, and that's why most noirs are short and sweet, except for Batman. Except for the Batman, most are like ninety minutes. Right? Mm -hmm. They're short. That's what I love about them. These days, you are listening. To The Furious Curious, hosted and produced by me, Britton Rice, Jody Duncan, and Tracy Nolly pickett with my special guest, reoccurring guest here today, uh, Chase Domergue. Make sure you follow us on Instagram at the underscore furious underscore curious. And of course, we welcome your comments, your insults, your constructive feedback, and compliments on what we do and what we don't do, perhaps. Uh, Until next time, stay curious. Out. Later.